Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us, joining us again for the second time and I guess the last five years with uh, the same overall topic but a little bit different this time. Uh, this year's Tyler ISD bond proposal, the topic of our conversation today. Welcome Superintendent Dr. Marty Crawford, Tyler ISD. Marty, great to have you with yeah, us. John, thanks for having us in here again today. Certainly, uh, we appreciate everything that y'all do and getting the, the news out to to Tyler in Smith County in East Texas. Uh, appreciate the opportunity. Don't forget InFocus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash InFocus and InFocus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Marty, um, we're going to be getting a new Hubbard Middle School and a new Early College High School. That's uh, just it in a very small nutshell. And that's basically what we're going to be talking about today. But there's a lot that uh, dovetails in with that. And we're going to start by just kind of leading up to the actual uh, bones, if you will, of the um, bond proposal that's coming up on May 7th. First of all, a little bit about you. Um, you've been in Tyler ISD, superintendent in Tyler, Tyler ISD. I can't believe it's been eight years, but it has. Time really does fly. Yeah, it, you know, it's a mission for me. Um, I grew up in East Texas in Lindell and Carthage and uh, had to finish high school in the Metroplex uh, when my parents moved us up there. But I've always claimed East Texas as my home. And certainly it's been a mission here in Tyler ISD. It's why we've been here for eight years. The average lifespan of a superintendent is anywhere from three to, to four years. But we have found a place that, that, uh, that my family loves, and we've had some success here as well. And certainly a great board of trustees that makes that uh, smoother for the superintendent. But, but boy, what a great community. And mm -hmm. we're very we're very pleased to be here in Tyler, but eight years, yes, sir. Well, that certainly is a good lead-in. Now, when you joined the district, the third phase construction projects were already underway from the passing of Bond 2013. It's important to remember that this is part of, I believe, a 20-year plan going back to the early part of the century. But uh, tell us where uh, how things look to you as you moved into the district and the third phase construction projects were already underway, again, from that passing of Bond 2013. Yeah, we had renovations and additions at Rice and Dixie Elementary Schools. We had... Um, the rebuilding of Moore and Bolter Middle Schools. We had Three Lakes Middle School that was that was popping up in the southwest part of the school system um, as well. And then let's not forget about the Career Technology Center. That's been an incredible resource that, that our taxpayers provided us back uh, in the 2013 bond. We were able to wrap that up in 2015, and then we moved on into the 2017 bond um, for, the, for the two flagship high schools. And overall, in the last, uh, let's see, it's 2022, it, it, it close to 20 years now since this whole process got started. In your view and in the view of the staff and the administration and the school board, things have gone well with the bond issues so far. Yeah, no doubt. Um, what an incredible transformation that this community has seen in regard to the facilities. Now, you know, we've had a, an agreement with the community to make sure that our academic programs were uh, beginning to improve. And I think that that continuous improvement has carried on over the last 20 years. It's certainly been a focus for us the last eight years, and the results um, show that. And so, um, you know, you start talking about Tyler, Texas, and its K-12 public school system uh, that shares the name of the city. Tyler ISD has really been blessed with the facilities that its community and taxpayers has provided it. Mm -hmm. And now the most recent bond, Bond 2017, of course, the high school renovation package for Tyler and Legacy High Schools. And I believe that was the last time you and I visited on a bond proposal related topic. And that just kind of brings us up to speed. Now, under your leadership, you have seen Tyler ISD evolve, and we have quite a few numbers to crunch here. Mm -hmm. Let's just kind of go through all of those and tell us how, that, how it has evolved in the last eight years. Yeah, for one, uh, you know, let's go to the present. We're very pleased and, and certainly uh, honored and blessed that our 
our parents and our community has uh, pretty much uh, sent their kids back to school. You know, during the pandemic, you can look across the state and across the nation, and the enrollment just hasn't been there. We were kissing 18,200 students in February of 2020. We're now back to up to approximately 18,150, so we're very appreciative of that. Um, we're certainly, you know, 96% graduation rate is something we're extremely proud of. We outpaced the region on that, and we're right there at the state um, percentage as well. Everyone knows our student demographics, 27% African-American, 48% Hispanic, 21% Anglo, and um, 78% economically disadvantaged. Those things haven't changed too much in the last 10 to 15 years. We've been pretty level uh, in regard to those demographics. So that's kind of a snapshot of what our school system looks like right now. Uh, you've also seen student achievement grow academically. Lots to talk about there. Yeah, we're very proud of that. You know, in a 17 out of 23 um, advanced placement exams um, that are proctored across the state, we outperform um, our peers, whether it be public, private, or charter schools. So, you know, we start talking about advanced academics and Tyler ISD. We are really strong in regard to that. And oh, by the way, we also have a lot of uh, we have a great partnership um, with uh, TJC here, um, Tyler Junior College. Uh, they're our partner for our dual credit program and our early college program, to where we're pumping out a lot of college credit hours. Um, over over eight thousand college credit hours earned. Um, you know, fifteen hundred students currently enroll at the CT Center. Uh, 1,000, you know, over 1,000 licensure certifications awarded to students as well. And one thing we're most proud of in our school system is is eradicating low-performing schools. You know, when I, when I arrived here, we had um, 11 low-performing schools in the state's new accountability system. We've, had, we've actually, all over that time, gone from 11 to 9 to 3 to, to 2 to 0. One hop back on, but we're about to get that one back off as well. Okay. So just a lot of hard work, a lot of challenges, but uh, from what you're telling me, a lot of dedication and commitment to really offering a quality product. Yeah, what an incredible staff we have. You know, our teachers uh, and our principals at our campuses, that, that's the engine that makes a school system go. And it, it goes through the principalship. We have strong principals, and we have great teachers, and we're so proud of them because they're focusing on the right things, the, the, the X's and O's of academics. And we certainly are very proud of them, and the outcomes are there to show it. Mm -hmm. Dr. Marty Crawford with Tyler ISD, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Uh, main topic this morning, and we'll get to it as far as uh, just right down to the nitty-gritty in just a few minutes, is the 2022 bond proposal coming up for a vote on May the 7th. But a lot of background, a lot of uh, facts and figures, a lot of number crunching has to go into what we're about this morning just to kind of set the stage for what uh, voters in Tyler ISD are going to be going to the uh, voting booths about on May the 7th. Uh, you say again, your staff is instrumental in supporting this district. You're listed in the top 50 of America's best in-state employers for Texas. Several bullet points under that heading. And if you can just go through those for us, some interesting information. Yeah, there. third largest employer in Smith County. Um, you know, we certainly are the largest school system uh, in East Texas. Um, in fact, the largest school system from the top of Houston to over to, to Shreveport, up to Little Rock over to Tulsa, then Oklahoma City, and the east side of the Metroplex, and then down by, down to Houston. I think it's the size of the state of Rhode Island or Delaware, something like that. So we're very blessed to have what we have here located in what I affectionately call the capital of the East Texas Republic, and that's Tyler, Texas. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's an incredible thing that we have here. Nearly 
um, you know, 2,800 total staff. Uh, full-time is 2,500 staff persons. 28% of those teachers have master's degrees, so they really do a lot to uh, to, to uh, make sure that our, our students are, are getting the great things that, that, that they deserve to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say um, just right up front, your facilities are exemplary, and obviously the purpose of all these bond issues is to try your best to keep them at that way and make them even more exemplary than they already are. Yeah. But tell us about what you've already got. Yeah, and so we, you know, we've got 28 schools and eight eight support facilities, 15 elementary schools with two more choice schools that are K-8 schools. That's our Caldwell Arts Magnet School, along with our Birdwell uh, Dual Language Immersion School. Five middle schools, four high schools, two innovative programs, and uh, over 3.5 million square foot footage of or square feet of facilities. Um, we we certainly are very proud of that and understand it took a lot for the community to get to this point. And uh, here we are again asking just one more time um, if they will support us in trying to finish this out. Okay. Uh, Looking back um, and going way back to when I started school, which was in the late 1950s, the education model, and we we don't want to dwell on this. If you can just kind of thumbnail it for us, the education model has just evolved so much since then. When I was in school, we knew nothing about early college, high school, career and technology education centers. But Tyler ISD, really, you've just really had to keep up with the times and the needs of the student population. Yeah, we've had a mantra here for the last eight years of tradition will get you beat. And while there are some great traditions that we want to protect, you know, uh, doing school, like you said, maybe in the 50s or even when I came through in the 70s and the 80s, uh-huh. uh, it has changed. And certainly uh, the facilities have evolved with that as well. And I always like to, to tell my own um, uh, my own friends and even my own parents, you know, the buildings that we went to school in were were, were new and, and were invested in by the public at one time as well. So um, this is this has been a cycle ever since, uh, you know, the 1900s, whenever they started um, actually talking about public schools and it became the um, the state of Texas and you know, a responsibility to make sure there's a general diffusion of knowledge. They want to make sure they had good quality facilities for our students to go to school in um, <clears throat> as Texas grew and as Tyler has grown. So it's been an incredible transformation, and it has been different, yes, since John, since you and I were in school. Maybe just a little bit. And by the way, I was still in school in the 70s. So there you, you go. and I, maybe, there I you uh, go. We, we kind of overlapped a little <laughs> there bit there. there. But uh, uh, Dr. Marty Crawford, Superintendent of Tyler ISD, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. We're talking about Tyler ISD in general and specifically about the bond election for two new schools, two new facilities coming up on May the 7th. You say you have a great district snapshot, and we're talking about things like transportation, volunteers, uh, the meals that you serve to the kiddos. Yeah, you know, we, we uh, 1.6 million miles driven by our buses. It's about 7,200 miles a day. I think it's like Seattle to Miami and maybe back or halfway back to uh, Seattle Whoa. as a daily average. So it's incredible when you think about that, making sure that we get the kiddos of Tyler and the Tyler area. Flint, Gresham, Swan, um, Noonday, all of those different places, making sure they're getting to school safely every day. Two million school lunches served annually, um, 800,000 school breakfasts served annually as well, and then uh, 2,800 volunteers per year average in a normal year. Certainly with COVID, it's been a little bit of a struggle yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to get them in, in, the, in the school buildings. But, yeah, that's that's kind of a dis- district snapshot there. It's uh, pretty similar to what we were doing back in 2017, and we just keep rolling. All right. Your financial rating, all important. you got to make sure that people know you're financially responsible. Yeah, Tasha Bjork, our CFO, um, was a Tyler ISD graduate from Smith County originally. 
Um, we were or not a, she was a Tallahassee student at one time. She didn't graduate from here. I think she graduated from Van, but that's right across the Close nation. Enough. So we're very, very happy to have Tasha here as our CFO. Oh, yeah. 19 consecutive years that we've scored an A in the state of Texas accountability rating. So we are very serious about making sure that our taxpayer dollars um, are spent appropriately. And we are um, proud to say that we, we will be great stewards. Um, we've done that in the past and we'll continue to do that in the future as well. Um, but, our, you know, certainly that's something we're very proud of. You know, as far as bonds go, we have the highest ratings that you can achieve, the AA plus um, exemplary rating for the bonds, an annual operating budget of over $165 million per year. And uh, we are certainly proud of uh, being able to manage the taxpayers' dollars there as well. Yeah, uh, Tasha Bjork has been there for uh, – she's a long-timer. She <laughs> certainly knows the drill, and I know she's made it work for you. Sure. Uh, several key initiatives, and we're going to start with targeted early literacy development, and there are several other um, uh, things that we're going to talk about under that heading. And no doubt, uh, big push since 2018 that we've got to start early. And, um, you know, learning from Manny McDowell at Lindell Primary School, she was an incredible uh, reading teacher, and, and she based her, her, um, her, her everything about phonics. And we are certainly gone back to that. Oh, the state yeah. of Texas has gone back to that as well. So there's a lot of brain science behind teaching reading at the early ages, and our teachers are committed to making sure that happens. If per post-secondary career preparedness and credentials, we talked a little bit about our college readiness here um, previously. Um, our advanced academic outcomes are very important to us as far as how many kiddos that we're graduating, not just college ready, but workforce ready as well. And then school choice. You know, it's been a big topic for the last 20 years. Do you have school choice? And we want to make sure that we give every opportunity inside of our school system that if uh, students or parents don't want to go to um, the traditional setting, we have some choice um, schools inside of our what we call our Pathfinder portfolio. And that's you know, you start talking about more MST magnet. You start talking about Birdwell Fine Art or Birdwell Dual Language School. You start talking about Caldwell Fine Arts Magnet, um, among other things. And so that's that's something that's very important to us is our school choice initiative. You bet. Dr. Marty Crawford, Tyler ISD, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, and we move on now directly to what's coming up on May the 7th. Actually, earlier than that, because of the early voting, which I believe starts April 25th, if I'm not mistaken. We'll that's talk right. about that as we move forward. Uh, basically, what is a bond election? You've gotten good response on the bond elections the last several go-rounds, but not everybody really understand exactly how that works yeah you know um, we're funded out of two buckets um, one is the maintenance and operations side the other is the debt service side the maintenance and operations side is your your actual your normal um, annual budget about 85 percent of that budget is in people the other 15 percent is in discretionary dollars it could be to buying basketballs it could be to buying technology or, or pencils or school buses um, and then um, also keeping the lights on, the water running, so uh -huh. utilities, uh, buying gas for buses, things like that. All right. So like, you tell us that like homeowners borrowing money in the yeah. form of a mortgage. School districts basically do the same team, uh, same thing, that is, to finance the design, construction, expansion, renovations of schools and facilities. And a bond election is how they get that. Yeah, no doubt. And and um, so you, you start talking about some home equity, especially with here in Tyler, um, when we start talking about the tax rate not being impacted on this. 
um, we're able to go to our to our voters on, on this time around and ask and, and ask them for this without having a uh, a tax rate increase. And um, so that's on the debt service side. And and Tyler ISD um, only goes to its voters to ask for construction of new brick and mortar facilities. Some school systems buy buses out of it. They buy technology, a lot of technology wow. out of it. Um, they do repairs to facilities. But actually, on our maintenance and operations side, we have three cents of our tax rate um, dedicated to the upkeep of these facilities that have been provided to um, to the school system by the public so um, we're, we're just going for a new uh, an ask for for new construction on this and not the uh, the maintenance and upkeep because we've got that taken care of out of our uh, our annual budget very good yeah. and what are we building well let's start off with the new early college high school currently located on the former campus of stewart middle school where it shares space with uh, a facility known as the rise academy and we'll get to all of that as much as we can during the show and also give people a web link where they can get more information um College might feel overwhelming to prepare for and even pay for, hence the early college high school program. A little bit about exactly how that works in TISD. Yeah, in the early 2000s, late 90s, that was kind of a, a, um, an initiative, um, a wondering that was started. How, could kids actually start the journey to, uh, to their college years while they were actually in high school um, there was a there was a small niche there and uh, it grew over time well tyler isd um actually started early college high school over six years ago mm -hmm. um, the planning was in place before i got here so i can't take credit for the planning but but that that school that that program has taken off it's um it basically you you wind up getting an associate's degree from tjc prior to you actually walking across the stage with your high school diploma. Uh -huh. um, it's usually first-time college-goers, uh, but it's not exclusive to first-time college-goers. I mean, you certainly can have folks in your family that, that, have, that have a degree as well, but it's mainly for I'm focused on the first-time college-goers. And uh, it could save upwards of anywhere at the minimum of $30,000 in college debt for students mm -hmm. and families. It's, it's an incredible um, facility that – that uh, that pumps out uh, incredible academic outcomes. The the, the the same thing that we made a guarantee to our pu our public that we were going to take care of if they were going to start providing these uh, these great facilities for us. So we graduated anywhere from ninety to one hundred kids a year um, as a senior class. We're effectively running a a, a small three A high school mm -hmm. inside of our school system as opposed to the large comprehensive schools that we have here. And then we also have the Rise Academy that's attached there as well. That's for the what we call our early graduates. Um, they may not fit into early college. They may not fit into our comprehensive schools. But we're getting those kids graduated as well. So um, they're both uh, located in the same facility uh, now at the at the AT Stewart School. Um, the ask is whether or not the the community would support a new facility for early college high school and then um, rise actually maintains occupation of the at stewart school as well but um, yeah early college is 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 a phenomenal um, uh, program that we have here that goes along with our dual credit program that we offer at our comprehensive high schools as well okay dr marty crawford tyler isd superintendent our guest this morning on in focus i'm john sims talking about the upcoming may bond election for hubbard middle school and the early college high school uh marty let's just go through some of the nuts and bolts of what people are looking at if the bond passes what are they going to see with that new early college high school starting with the fact that it's going to be it's going to be located right next to the career and technology center yeah. on earl campbell parkway yeah the career tech center 
uh, it was part of our 2013 initiative. Um, it's been a, a success in itself as well. It would be located adjacent to it. So think of an extension there. We always knew we could kind of go to the east if you're looking at that facility, the east side of that building to actually provide that. It would um, actually increase the capacity to 650 students. Uh-huh. And right now we've got about 400 to 450 capacity at the old A.T. Stewart School. Um, actually a servery, a cafeteria, cafeteria with an industrial sized kitchen will be located there um, the early college high school students and the career tech students would actually utilize that that commons area um, to, to be able to eat there right now we're not we're, we're having to bus our kiddos back and forth um, to the comprehensive high schools out of the ctc because we didn't program in a, a cafeteria at the ctc when we built it in 2013 so it would take care of that as well certainly updated safety and security features going to meet and exceed all of the different codes that are there as far as TEA and, and ADA as goes as well. Very collegiate feel to match the programming um, for those students as well. So uh, it, it's uh, it, it's certainly a, an ask of the community to see if they would like for us to uh, um, to, to go, go ahead with this early college high school initiative because it's been such an incredible school, an A-rated school um, in, in the top 60 of high schools in the state of Texas. Um, the the the, uh, the one of the the, the top rated high school in East Texas, and then certainly um, one of the, one of five hundred of the top five hundred plus high schools in the United States out of something like eighteen thousand schools. So um, they've certainly earned their A, and we are certainly asking the the community if they'd like to to provide a facility up there uh, that that matches that. All righty. And as far as the Rise Academy, you're uh, looking at it as what could very well turn out to be a win-win situation. Uh, the uh, uh, Stewart campus will be exclusively the home of the Rise Academy, and that'll allow it to expand and grow. Yeah, same thing there. You know, we're graduating anywhere from 60 to 70 students there. For, again, another 3A high school located inside of our school system, uh-huh. a choice school for kids who may not fit into the comprehensive model or just want to go ahead and get on either with their college experience and get out of high school or to go ahead and get into the workforce. Um, and we call it early graduation because we actually have kids that are graduating as high school juniors before they actually to, to get out of there um, so they can get into the workforce and support their families and had a few kids graduate and actually go into college as well. So, right. yeah, we can expand that at A.T. Stewart, still utilizing that facility that we did provide a refresh to back in 2016. So we're not looking to give that one up either. Okay. Now, this proposal will update the remainder of uh, your high schools if the bond issue passes. And we move on to the next project, which is a new Hubbard Middle School. Doesn't seem that old, but uh, it's time for a new one. Yeah, it's uh, it's in your backyard here at the studio. And, yeah, and um, certainly uh, we were asking the community for that as well. It's uh, um, you know, as part of the transformation plan, we started with our elementary schools. We got most of our middle schools done, and the the community asked us to go ahead and and uh, and and maybe extend Hubbard by another five years or so before we looked at it. And then we went on to the 2017 bond for the uh, transformation of both flagship high schools. And so here we are today at Hubbard, um, built in the 60s, but certainly uh, more of the style of the old Bolter and the old Moore as well that we did replace back in 2013. Um, That is the ask here is for for, um, Hubbard to, 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 to be caught up to speed with our other three 2013 model middle schools. All righty, and once that's taken care of, if the uh, bond proposition passes, of course, all secondary campuses would be addressed in the bond election. And um, as far as 
Hogg Middle School. Just the only, uh, once this is all over, it'll be the only remaining middle school campus from the old days. And we're talking about, it's a 92-year-old campus located in the Azalea District. Very picturesque, very historic, but it's time to look at a new life for Hogg Middle School. How will that dovetail with what's planned for the bond propositions? Yeah, so the district's plan is to go to, to four-quadrant middle school concept of 1,200 student capacity in each one of those middle schools. We've got about 3,800 middle school students in the district right now, so it would give you some headroom for any type of growth. So, so we think that this would actually be um, kind of the bow in the package of the of the 20-year transformation that we've talked uh, that we've talked through. That would include uh, redistribution redistribution of that attendance zone of Hog, and so you start asking, well, what what about Hog? Well, it's going to be a hundred years old, as you just mentioned. Um, it's certainly um, it's about the third the size of our of our comprehensive middle schools now. Um, the third the size of the site as well. So if you're talking about wanting to actually build something there in the historic Azalea District and the brick streets up there, it may not fit. Um, so certainly what can you do with Hog as you transform that um, as its enrollment is declining? It's got it's a building of about 390 students. It currently has around 260. Yeah. Um, so you're concerned about the students first and foremost. Um, what what kind of experience are they getting? What are the, what's the programming that, that we're not being able to offer there because it is so small? Redistribution of those students to a um, to, to to the other three uh, the other four remaining middle schools is certainly top priority for us. But we're also committed to protecting the historical integrity of the building. And then eventually uh, providing that as administrative space and some extracurricular programming for students and for the community as well. Um, that is, that's another location that the community could ask to use um, for meetings or other type of events or experiences that they see as well. And, um, oh, by the way, it'll be occupied every day with, uh, with, with people inside that facility, making sure that we're taking care of the inside as well. You bet. Now, as far as timelines are concerned, about when do you expect, if uh, the bond propositions pass, mm -hmm. uh, would you be opening the new Hubbard and the new um, uh, early college yeah. high school? Yeah. You know, it, um, <laughs> I think we have a little bit of construction fatigue as far as the time that it took to build the two high schools. But you talk about a million square foot of work. Um, um, Hubbard Middle School would actually be 150,000 square feet, very comparable to the 2013 model middle schools that we have. Um, we also, you know, start talking about the same square footage, um, the, the same programming uh, as required by TEA and the UIL, um, along with um, uh, very similar finishes. So um, middle schools don't take quite as long as high schools. Uh, elementary school takes about a year. Um, these two projects that we're proposing will only take 18 months. Okay. We think shovel in the ground by this summer, if successful, if the voters approve it. And then you're looking at the, the Christmas break of the 23-24 December to January break is when you could actually move into a new Hubbard or early college high school. So this year, sixth graders could actually move in at Christmas of, uh, of 23 uh, and, and finish up their eighth grade and their junior high experience in that spring of 24. Okay, thank you, Marty. We're getting down close to the end of the show. I want to go over a few things, and I'll take the ball just for a minute here. I think it's important to note that high school attendance zones are not being adjusted. Um, the cost of the uh, 
uh, bond propositions is on your website. And let's go there right now. Obviously, we're not going to have time to get into everything on the show this morning. But if you go to tylerisd.org forward slash bond 2022, that's tylerisd.org forward slash bond 2022, all the information is going to be right there. And included in that are going to be four bond information sessions. Day Spring United Methodist Church, St. Louis Baptist Church, College Hill Baptist Church, and First Christian Church from March 7th through April the 5th. We won't go into detail about those for timing purposes, but all the information is on that website, tylerisd.org forward slash bond 2022. Let's get the dates from you real quick. Again, election day and the early voting dates. Yeah, May 7th is election day, but early voting is April 25th through the 30th. We take Sunday off and then May 2nd and 3rd as well. All righty. What is the one thing and that's uh, I feel kind of strange asking that question because there's so much to this. But what is the one key thing you would like parents and community members to remember about these proposed construction projects? Yeah, you know, taxes will be used for bond payment, um, but the tax rates will not be increased. In fact, we're going to continue to keep knocking those back. I think we've done a really good job of that um, over the last eight years. Um, so, the, so the debt service rates thirty three and a half cents for these, and then no impact um, over the frozen dollar amount for sixty five and over. Okay, I know the state of Texas does an incredible job of making sure they protect our seniors in regard to what their taxes look like. So, those are the two things that I really wanted to make sure that we got in. Okay, and I know you're not in a position to say yay or nay. It's up to the voters to make that decision, but it's a fact that all of the bond propositions, there was a little bit of stumbling in the early part of the century, but once people kind of fell back and regrouped a little bit, uh, almost every bond proposition, I think ultimately by the time everything was said and done, every bond proposition over probably the past 15 or 20 years has passed typically by uh, overwhelming majorities. And, you know, with that said, it's up to the voters. They get to make that decision, but that's just... uh, that's on paper, no denying it. We're talking about 30, uh, $26 million for the proposed early college high school project, $63 million for the proposed Hubbard Middle School project, and um, again, um, maybe by Christmas 23-24, the holiday season, you might have everything up and going. Uh, talking to Tyler ISD Superintendent Dr. Marty Crawford, once again discussing the upcoming bond proposition vote May 7th with early voting April 25th through uh, May 2nd and 3rd with a couple of days off in there. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. And Marty, very informative show today. Thanks for coming by and getting us up to speed. Hey, anytime, John. Anytime y'all need me on something other than the bond election. Call me. All right. Love to be on here. We've got your number. Dr. Marty Crawford, Tyler ISD, our guest this morning. This is In Focus. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us and see you again next week on In Focus.